Welcome to the 10 on Tuesday podcast, where we talk about all things small group related. This podcast is meant to encourage and equip you, a small group leader. We hope you enjoy the topic discussed and find it practical as you build the kingdom and lead those around you. Good afternoon, Life Group leaders. My name is Michelle Joffrey. I'm the Director of Life Group Ministries here at Celebration Church, and I am excited to be with you today for a special 10 on Tuesday with Pastor Patrick Egan. Hello, Pastor Patrick. Hey, Michelle. Hey, guys. Yeah, I haven't done a 10 on Tuesday so long. I thought I was in 10 on Tuesday jail or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for agreeing to be with us today. Um, So, Pastor Patrick, tell us what you do on the staff of Celebration Church. Uh, So now I am our Metairie New Orleans campus pastor. I uh, was previously our multi-site pastor, and I worked with you in our life group ministry. But right now I am primetime focused on our Metairie New Orleans campus. Awesome. Well, we are so glad to have you. So tell us, tell me a little bit about your own personal life group. I think that you have two, right? Uh, I actually do have two. Thanks for reminding me. (laughs) Um, so my wife and I, for as long as we can, I can remember, we've led a Sunday evening life group uh, that primarily uh, we reach couples, families, um, and I'm really happy with our life group. Uh, we were really kind of growing and gelling before the semester break, and then we kind of came back from semester break, and the Rona ratcheted up as well, uh, but we've pivoted and gone back to online and our folks are much happier with it than our previous attempts. It seems to be going well. Um, And I come away every Sunday evening really happy. I'm also leading a Wednesday evening life group for young men uh, for eighth and ninth grade guys. And that's been really great getting to see eighth and ninth grade guys really wrestle with scripture, wrestle with the Lord and begin to grow at such a pivotal age. Both are going exceptionally well. I have no complaints. That's awesome. I really I always think about how I wish when I was in eighth or ninth grade that I really would have had the opportunity to be in a life group or to connect with Christians. Cause I really, I went to church, but I never did connect with friends. That might've saved both of us some trouble, huh? Yes. That would have saved, <laughs> saved me a lot of, a lot of years of pain and torture from, from myself. Yep. So, um, yep. but I always think I'm like, man, I wish I would have got connected when I was in high school. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. So, um, so today we're talking about the struggles that we have in our personal lives as leaders, because a lot of times it impacts us in a way that is really hard to know what to deal with or how to, how to deal with it or how to reach out. And so, um, so my first question for you is how do you manage your own personal struggles as a leader of, of a life group and, you know, also as a pastor, but, uh, but especially as a life group leader, how do you manage those struggles? Okay. So number one, I, I think you have to make the decision to manage it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unmanaged struggles don't go away just because you pretend they're not there. And so the onus really is upon us when we're having a struggle to find a place to deal with that. Uh, and really it requires transparency. What you'll find is a lot of these struggles that you have as you begin to vocalize them, talk about them, all of a sudden you start seeing how to solve those problems or how to respond to them on your own. You just need that safe place to be transparent. Uh, You know, some of you guys, and some occasions, you may well find that within your own life group. Um, Others may be so sensitive that you don't really want to talk with your life group about it. Maybe a pastor on our staff or a counselor 
Uh, I would say the key is you, you really have to find someone with whom you can be transparent. If you're not transparent and there are going to be parts of your life, parts of your heart that aren't accountable, that aren't known. And the devil makes big messes in secret spaces. He really does. And so I think you've got to decide the key is to cast a shining light on some of those inner recesses and on some of those struggles. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, that's so important. And I think, you know, you hit on, on several things, but, um, but what the, the first thing is, and you kind of said, if there's something that's, um, too much to share with your life group, but what, how do you know what to share with your life group and what to share with, with a close friend or yeah. with a pastor or a counselor? Okay. So, um, if I were to, if I were to give it a word, I'd say, number one, go in with an attitude that is confessional. Um, when you're confessional, you're there, there's this vain part of many of us that wants to dominate the conversation and be the subject of people's attention. But when you're confessional, you're, you're telling people, guys, I'm wrestling with this and I need your help and I need your prayer. I think you should also be sensitive uh, to others. You know, you want to be human, you want to be real, but you, you need to be careful. As a pastor, I have to be very discerning about how real I am from the platform. Not everybody wants to know about the rumbling in my tummy from the night before. You know, there's such a thing as, as oversharing, oversharing, right? Yes. And as someone who lives in a household, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, my kids, my wife don't always want to be the subject of the illustrations. And so I think you have to be really careful as you're sharing that you're sharing something that's not going to do uh, damage. It's not going to compromise the confidence of someone else who's in the circle. Uh, and so if you're a husband uh, or a wife and your marriage is having trouble, well, be very careful how you share about that in the context of a life group, especially if you're there. You know, don't, don't take advantage and say, well, my spouse is being a real jerk. That's, you know, that's going to be some oversharing. You want to be sensitive to the other people who are there participating in it. Um, I, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I play the long game here. I've, you know, a lot of the life groups I've had, we've done breakouts. It's been harder to do that virtually. Um, and breakouts is where I, I kind of get to dip my toe in the water. I see how these guys are going to respond when I get a little bit transparent. Mm -hmm. If I find I can trust them with the small stuff, I trust them with larger stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a gentleman lives in Chalmette. We were in life group together for years. And we did breakouts for years. And he prayed for me about some of the biggest prayer requests that I've ever had. Uh, but I cultivated that. Mm -hmm. We cultivated that by those weekly breakouts, by testing that. And so I would also say if, if you're not in a position where you're needing that right now, start cultivating it because mm -hmm. one day you will need it. And if you've got that breakout with guys, or with girls, and you can be real and you can share, it's going to be a great blessing to have already cultivated that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with you. I think that, um, and the, the more transparent that we are, the more that the other members of the group feel trans can feel that they can be transparent as well. And so, but I do think that there's that fine line of figuring out, you know, how much is too much if you see yep. their faces and they all go. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen like, that face before too. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to call my pastor and talk to him about it. Um, 
And so, and so that's my next question is what, when, when should we reach out to our pastor or coach, or you even mentioned counselor, but um, yeah. when, when should we reach out to our, to our pastor or section leader or, or coach? The only bad time is too late, really. And truly, um, I would say as soon as you can, like I, I, I serve on our staff, I'm a pastor and I work with our other life group pastors. And I think I know every single life group pastor we have on staff. And I can tell you to a, to a man, to a woman, every single one of them want to be there for you. They want to be there uh, to, to give you guidance, to give you counsel. They may not have all the answers to your problems, but they want to help you walk it out. Like I believe every single staff member at our church desires to do that. And so I would say as soon as you can, as soon as you start feeling like you might need to talk to somebody, listen, Michelle, you and I, we just, we saw this at one of our campuses. It's a devastating scenario that happened uh, with one of our life group leaders there. You and I both know, and there's, don't wait too long. Help is there. People love you. They care for you. They want to help you out. Don't feel like you're being a burden. I would say if you're going through a tough time and you think you might need some help, do not wait until it's too late. Reach out. We want to help you do it. Do it now. Do it today. Do it tomorrow. Do, do it whenever is just not going to be too late. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say almost as soon as you think the thought, should I call yeah. my pastor or should I like, because one of the things as, as a life group pastor that just breaks my heart is when I'm talking to someone yeah. and they say, I was going to call and talk to you about this, but I knew, I, I know you're busy. And I was like, I'm busy being here for you. Like, I want to be here for you. Like you, you call me or text me or email me or whatever it is. And, um, but this morning I was, I was at a life group and, um, the life group leader works with foster care. And she said the, uh, I can't remember the exact phraseology, but basically like catch it early. Yeah. Because you can't stop a child from having a temper tantrum in the middle of the grocery store and talk them down, but you can talk yeah. them down when they just say, Hey, I want the fruit loops. And you kind of yeah. make a joke about it or, you know, talk about it. But if you call your pastor early, then we can pray for you and we can check on you and we can, you know, kind of rally around you. But a lot of times it's, it's so far along that there's all these other complications. And so I would say, catch it early. You know, you reminded me of something a while back. My wife and I, we made the decision that anytime we get it in our mind or our heart to practice generosity, that that's, that's the Lord telling us to practice generosity because the devil really is never going to tell you to practice generosity. But I think talking to a pastor is the same way. I don't think the devil is going to put that thought, hey, you ought to reach out to your pastor and talk this through. The devil's not putting that thought in your head. If that thought's in your mind, that thought is more than likely from the Holy Spirit and you need to act on it. Yes, yes, I completely agree with you. So, so my last question is, how do we find safe people? Okay. How do we find people that maybe they're in our life group? Maybe it's our pastor. Maybe it's, you know, a close friend that's a believer, but how do we find safe people? So I, I believe every, every staff person we have at church is going to be a safe person. I, I really want to believe that every one of our life group leaders is going to be a safe person. Um, and when I say a safe person, I mean, someone who is going to have an attitude, a disposition of love towards you someone who's going to uh, affirm you and someone who's going to encourage you and someone who's going to support you with the word of God. 
Um, I also think, you know, there, there are great Christian counselors who are out there. We're associated with the, the Hope Center. Uh, we, we've known some people who've come through our church and are great Christian counselors in their own right. Uh, I think that's an overlooked resource. Um, and you may be at the point where you decide that's, that's a resource to avail. And then, you know, the, the Bible says better a friend who is near than a brother who's far away. And I, I do think, you know, there are some pr- people who are probably in your life group that God has positioned them to be that friend who's near uh, when a brother or sister may be far away. Uh, so some of the best relationships, friendships I've built in all my life were the people sitting next to me in life group. And I think uh, they will be, a, for the most part, a safe place to, to talk as well. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Actually, um, my, my friend Mandy, I, um, she, we were in life group together. And I was like, I really need some like friends in my life. And so a few years ago, I, after church, I walked up to her and I said, we give you my friend. And she said, I want it to be your friend too. And we, you know, made an intentional thing to like be friends with each other. It sounds so silly, but at the end of the day, it's really like, you know, like to be intentional with it and like, let's go have coffee and lunch and, you know, go to the movies or whatever. Listen, if that approach works for kindergartners on the playground, it, it can work for us too, right? Yes. Yes. I'm I still, I'm so glad. I'm like, I know. I was like, I just really want to be her friend. <laughs> That's awesome. So, well, good, good. Well, um, anything else you want to add, Pastor Patrick? Thank you so much for all of your wisdom today. Listen, I, I just think you know, we've been through 18 months of craziness. And if you're not feeling like you're going a little crazy, uh, something's wrong with you. Because, you know, we're, We've, we're all struggling. It's been 18 months of this. You weren't, you weren't made to go through 18 months of this intense level of stress. And so I would encourage you, um, talk to somebody, talk to anybody, tell them how you're feeling, tell them you think the world is crazy and hostile and frustrating. You will feel much better on the other side of that conversation. Yes, I totally agree. Awesome. Will you pray for our yeah. life group leaders right now? Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, Lord, we just lift up uh, those who are leaders in your kingdom, those who are leaders in our ministry and discipling others, Lord. And, and the truth is, there's nothing about becoming a leader that puts you in a suit of armor, that gives you a bulletproof vest and makes you impervious to the attacks of the devil or the stress of the world around us. And so, Lord, my prayer is for all of our leaders to pursue health, spiritual health, mental health, emotional health. Lord, I I pray uh, that all of our leaders will know that there are support networks and pastors available who want to help them, whatever the crisis and whatever the struggle may be. Lord, my prayer is that everyone who's a part of this will know that they don't have to do this alone. They don't have to lead alone. They don't have to do life alone. That's the whole reason we have life groups. And so, Lord, I pray you'll minister hope, affirmation, peace encouraged to our leaders in the days ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Patrick. We'll be back next week. Y'all have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for this week's edition of 10 on Tuesday. We will see you next week. Thanks for joining us for this week's edition of 10 on Tuesday. We will see you next week.